0: Alberta Motorcycle Safety Society and welcome to Think Bike, a podcast about all things motorcycle and the voice of motorcycle safety and awareness in Alberta. We will talk about everything from tips and myths on gear, maintenance, techniques, education, and so much more with our very informed guests. So thank you for joining us today. Hey Bryn, our local producer here. I'm thinking let's do something different today for this episode. I want to talk about what we've done so far this year, trends that we've seen out on the roads, maybe things you as a non-rider have learned, kind of where we're at mid-season because we haven't done this podcast before. So let's check in.
1: Okay, so this is going to be a fun episode. And now yes, tell every, I need a proper introduction. You give everybody else one. So <laughs> give, give me an introduction and then I will come in like a regular guest.
0: All right, so on today's episode, we will be discussing everything that we've done so far in a fun way with our very special guest, Bryn Griffiths, who is our producer at Mighty Mouth Communications. Hey! And he has done such an excellent job with our podcast so far, I'm sure you all would agree.
1: See, now here's my favorite part, is that I also am at the Switches, so I can basically throw anything I want in. I can even make jokes. (laughs) I can do all sorts of stuff, but for the most part... Okay, everybody calm down. All right, there we go. The studio audience is enjoying it already. All right, where do you want to start?
0: Um, well, let's just talk really quickly about some of, kind of the, the reasons why we do what we do at AMSS is to raise awareness for motorcycle safety in hopes to get everybody home safe and sound. So with that, as people know, we do track fatality collisions fairly well, and not everything hits the news. One thing that's good but also bad at the same time, Bryn, is we've become so recognized that we're actually getting information from our community before it hits the news or even if it doesn't hit the news. So it's allowing us to have a little bit more details and our close working relationship with enforcement and abiding by PIPEDA rules and only getting the information we need is helping us fill in some blanks. So some of the things that we have seen this year as compared to last year to date is in 2020 to date, we had 15 fatalities. Mm -hmm. This year we've had 12, so it's better, but it's still not where we would like it to be, obviously.
1: Yeah, and the other thing too, since we started doing this podcast, and it's really noticeable in other things, and I'll give you an example in a second, but social media has really helped track things faster than I think law enforcement wants it to get out. I mean, we've, we've heard that, we've seen it, that kind of stuff. We're hearing about stuff. that you, You've had to check with law enforcement off of things that you've seen come off of social media. Classic example this past week at this taping, the National Hockey League, for example, Here's a classic example where the Seattle Kraken were coming on board and they were going to do their expansion draft. Well, they had to put their list in in the morning, and then they, around nine hours later, they were announcing their team. In the nine hours, every player had we knew every player that was going to be on that roster, so there was no surprise at 6 o'clock our time when they released the roster. That's because social media is now working a certain way. It's changed how we do things this podcast is changing how we get the message out. It's a whole new game that we're dealing with as opposed to even last year.
0: Yeah. And I mean, there is the good and the bad on the social media too, though. What people need to remember, if you are in a collision situation, stop putting all of your details on social media that will bite you in the ass with your insurance or it could. Yeah. And I would never want anybody to put something out there that they feel they're just sharing certain information, but then it becomes an admission in your writing, in your voice. And it is best to just say, stay very vague, make a vague book post and say, can't show the details right now until your insurance is settled. That's super important.
1: I, I totally agree. You, my, my rule mm-hmm. of thumb generally on social media is type it once, read it three times, send it once.
0: Absolutely. And you have
1: to remember there's consequences to everything you do.
0: Yeah. And be very aware of what you're sharing. Social media is so easy and it's so great because we can share all this messaging and get awareness out there and it's great. But on the personal level, you just have to protect yourself in every way, whether it's your own personal security with your banking information or anything like that. Same with insurance when it comes to motorcycle collisions. So.
1: And also we're hearing right. about accidents a lot faster than we ever did. Like if, yeah. if, if we see a rider go down, we seem to rider know about. Rider down are, oh, yeah, it's, they're, uh, yeah,
0: they're up right away and always, like 15 different groups. Yeah. And it
1: always concerns me a little bit. Are we getting accurate information? And I always tell people it's one thing to say that there's an accident, but I don't think you have to go any further than that. Let the law enforcement guys do their job and we'll get some details or we'll get only the details we need. It just seems like everybody wants to share as much as they possibly know. And a lot of times it's inaccurate.
0: Yeah. And, and so let's, let's throw some stats out there that are legitimate then for everybody. So of our 12 fatalities, 11 were male, one was female of those collision incidents, eight were multi-vehicle, but the shared blame is 50, 50%. So Hmm. Just because it's a multi-vehicle collision with a four-wheeled automobile doesn't necessarily mean it's the automobile's fault, but everybody on the car side wants to automatically blame the motorcycle rider and everybody on the motorcycle side wants to blame the car rider. When the facts come out, that's when you get your answer. And then we had four single vehicle collisions. Now, the interesting thing that Marty and I have talked about a lot is – how many, like usually because the congestion of traffic in cities is so higher, you see a lot more incidents within the city. We've had only three of the 12 fatals inside city limits, two in Calgary, one in Edmonton, nine are out in rural. For me, that actually makes more sense because you're not as focused because it's a wide open road, but you have to remember things can happen everywhere you are.
1: Oh, absolutely. And then,
0: And then just to take it a little bit more, the age range is from 21 to 54, and the types of bikes that we've seen involved in these collisions, five cruisers, six sport or sport touring bikes, and one trike. So it's very similar to last year, but um, the multi-vehicle has increased, but it's still Majority, if you take the four single vehicles and 50% of the multi vehicles, it's still majority rider error. So we still have a lot of work to do. And that's all the crappy things that we're going to talk about on our mid season check in.
1: Well, it's funny be- because we we could take a look at trending and we could do analytics. Uh, it could come out the wazoo, as far as I'm concerned. We could find a million ways to look at things. But the yeah. one thing that I, I've noticed, and I'll just use this as a, as a driver. I'm not, ai uh, don't, I don't have a bike. I don't, I don't uh, ride, but I have noticed a couple of things. One is the early part of the year. There wasn't as much traffic on the road. So I felt my speed was up. That was one thing I noticed. Now, I don't know if that's the same with you riding out on the streets, but now traffic has picked up now that the pandemic seems to be currently somewhat under control. There are more vehicles on the road. And what I've noticed is the speed has slowed down, but people's concentration level doesn't seem to be quite as good as it was before. And all of a sudden now things are coming at them, so they're not reacting very well to a lot of things. I've seen more near accidents in front of me in a car this summer than I can ever remember. So I just don't know where people's brains are at. And I'm, I'm behind the steering wheel of a vehicle, and I'm pretty well protected. I don't know what it's like for you.
0: Well, it's not very well protected, especially if you're not wearing your gear when we're riding through a heat wave of furnace level temperatures, um, which is incredibly uncomfortable. But people need to also remember your exposed skin actually dehydrates you a lot faster, making your judgment on your motorcycle poorer because you're dehydrated. Um, I did run into an incident when I was recently on vacation in BC where. Uh, there's a group of us riding from Nelson up to Caslow and all you motorcycle people know the Kootenays is the place to be when you're riding. And oncoming, we came across, um, came around this one bend and there was a lady laying on her side on the road and the, the traffic had been blocked by construction vehicles and the, the construction guys were slowing traffic down, making it single lane, I realized quickly because I was up front that there was a motorcycle um, involved collision on the road and there was a little pullout. Two of the people with me have taken the head-on first aid motorcycle course. So I pulled us in and I looked at Sean and Sammy and I said, I like, you know, I know you guys have taken this course. Let's jump into action. And they're like, absolutely. And our whole like six of us pulled over the rest of us were helping to contain the scene and and calm down the gentleman with the lady. Well, it turns out when I asked him what had happened, they were coming around a corner. She was focused on this tractor in front of her that was slowing down. He was looking at this abandoned vehicle with tape on it on the side of the road, not paying attention to what's in front of him. Right. Hit her, took them both down. She's now being transported to the hospital. You know, and and they had literally gotten 20 minutes into their vacation out to the South Okanagan. Wow. And that's as far as they made it. So you're right. The concentration or like awareness level seems to be down a bit. And when you're on a bike, you really need to be hyper aware because things change in an instant and you just have to know what's going on around you.
1: Well, and it's easy to blame the pandemic and, and I think that there is an element of truth to it that mm-hmm. because we haven't been on the road, maybe as much as we normally would be that when we get out there, we're a little spaced out. And that's what I've been finding with normal drivers. And I don't know if you're finding the same with bikers.
0: Or we're just excited to be able to go on a vacation. Sure. Absolutely. You know, just want to get to where you're going. I mean, I know I was, it was the first big bike trip I've had in a couple of years and it felt great to get back out there. And I know there were times where I'm like, I don't remember riding that last half an hour. <laughs> like, you know, I spaced out enjoying the fact that I was back out there again and brain myself back in and be hyper vigilant about wildlife. And, you know, I learned a lot about calm systems as well. We were connected by calm systems and You know, Sammy and I would be like coyote, deer, you know, left, right, whatever. And just bringing awareness to each other. And I'm out of practice. I am very out of practice. And was it concerning for me? Sure. Did it wake me up to really pay attention? Absolutely. Because the last thing I want to be is an issue on our own vacation. (laughs) So. You
1: know what I mean? Well, it's, uh, it's the, being involved with you and this podcast has been great for me as a driver. What because,
0: have, well, yeah, okay. what have you learned?
1: Well, let me give you one example that is the most recent one for me. And and I had the privilege of driving the Autobahn between Edmonton and Calgary recently on highway two. <laughs> and, uh, I, I'm one of those guys. I tend to stay to the right, like I'm supposed to, unless I'm passing, but, uh, vehicles will come up in that uh, left-hand lane in the passing lane really fast, right? And what what I've really noticed having listened to all of the podcasts so far and being involved as the producer of the podcast is that I'm seeing, I'm seeing things a little bit more from a biker's perspective, not just me behind the wheel of a car. And Interesting. And for example, uh, I can now see, uh, I can now see bikers coming up the fast lane Uh more readily or easily because I'm now thinking about them. Whereas before I maybe wasn't thinking about bikers, right? And bikes can go really fast. Cars can go really fast too, but a car is a little bigger to see and uh, two headlights for the most part. So, so now I'm being, I, I'm far more aware of the speed of a bike and seeing a bike. And a lot of that has to do from all the guests that we've had on so far through, through our season, I've learned a lot from just listening to people and how they, uh, how they approach driving on the roads with people like me in cars. So I've become far more aware. And then the other thing for me is, and I never really thought too much about it, but when I'm making a left-hand turn, right, I'm turning across traffic, now I've become far more appreciative of the speed of a bike, which I might have been a little dismissive as a driver. I may have thought, well, I got time, I got time. Realizing that I need to be extra careful when it's a a bike approaching me as opposed to a a car or a truck. So I think I've become far more aware and I'm starting to recognize that the speed factor with a bike is every every uh, much as important as it would be with a car. Does that make any sense?
0: No, it does, and and the thing that I think that you're recognizing is that the speed of a motorcycle is deceiving. Totally, we could be very much going the speed limit. We just don't look like we're going the speed limit. That's
1: exactly what it is.
0: Yeah, and it's because we're small. We're a little tiny thing moving through your line of vision. And one thing that we've always talked about when we started AMSS as a whole, not just the podcast, was if we can change the behaviors of just one person then that's fantastic
1: well you've got me changed so you're already ahead of the game
0: yeah and and that's that's basically it it's like whether you're a rider or not if we can reach people in the non-riding community to better understand oh you know like we've talked about how animals are the most loving non-judgmental things on this planet. And if we could all be like, like caring for each other, like animals do, that would be great. And it's kind of like the same mentality of if you just took the time to understand the perceptions, it might help make things clearer, which then lowers, you know, collision incidents.
1: Well, in your stats, you pointed out that it's almost like 50, 50, the blame, right? Mm-hmm. So the question In the here is, yeah. yeah, so we, so we've worked really hard at, at trying to get bikers to understand about the safety, but yet through these podcasts, you've got a driver who doesn't ride a bike to understand. So what we're trying to do here is we're trying to get the both sides of the equation, because if we can yeah. get both sides to be more aware, then we'll have less problems and less accidents yeah, it- and hopefully less fatalities.
0: No, exactly, and that's kind of, that's the whole thing with AMSS is, yes, we want to bring awareness to all traffic or all road users, and yes, most of our messaging, about two-thirds of it, is directed towards our own community because traffic safety starts with each individual, Right. but we do have to reach the, the traditional road users of four wheels or more so that they can better understand because if you don't have a motorcycle rider in your family, chances are you aren't as aware as like, yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of us Bryn, some of your closest friends ride, but this whole idea with the left turn now clicking in your head is amazing because that's going to lower the risk of you turning in front of the path of, of an oncoming motorcyclist. Well, as I pointed out,
1: as I pointed out, it's not that I'm not seeing bikes coming at me when I'm making a left-hand turn. It's that I think I have been very fooled into the speed and you're right. They're not speeding. They're going their normal speed. The problem is as a driver, I don't think they're going to get to me in time at the speed they're going. And now I've come to realize that I need to be extra, extra careful when I'm making that left-hand turn.
0: So I got a question for you. Okay. Okay. Switching gears.
1: I'm sitting back. I'm ready for this. <laughs> All right. You're
0: you're the producer of our show. Yes. I get great feedback from our listeners through social media, who have either brought topics to hand or commented on um, how they're enjoying what we're talking about. That. Uh, at, when we first started up and little bits and changes we've made along the way, which has made our sound quality even better, which is kudos to you for getting all that sorted out. Thank you. Doing things virtually is so much different than being in studio. But I don't necessarily see, because you control all that back end stuff, like is our growership growing, our listenership growing through this, Whole adventure because I really want to hope it
1: is. Well, it is, but it's a slow growth in the first year and we're seeing it yeah. in the analytics, but the truest test for me, and this is what I'm finding. You're getting what I call directed feedback where people are saying, Hey, it'd be great if you touched on this particular topic. Now for me, the true sense that we're starting to reach out and we're trying to get to people is when somebody comes up to me and they only have to say one thing, Hey, I heard your podcast about whatever and i and i produce a, a ton of podcasts for different uh, people different corporations and so I, I get that a lot but for me all i got to hear is hey I, I you know they may not even remember the name they may not even know amss right but what, what they what they do is they say i heard your uh, your motorcycle podcast today I, I and and generally they pick up in the middle of a season and then work backwards right mm-hmm. which is kind of fun. it's a little out of sync, but once you Belty. get those, yeah well once you get those people excited and they think if they can find a value in it, they'll keep listening. But for me more than numbers and like I said I can work analytics and numbers down to the bone and say, oh this is good, that is good the the best thing for me is to hear I love the podcast that you do about motorcycling that's that's yeah, great.
0: And I think the feedback that we've been getting, I'll echo that. It's not just, hey, it would be really great if you could touch on this topic. But what really truly makes me feel great is when people are like, your audio seems a little off, you know, or whatever. And they understand the virtual nature of COVID recording podcasts and stuff like that. And we're trying to connect with people across the province because we're a province-wide organization. But to me, and then they come back and say, whatever you guys changed worked, it sounds so much better. Then I know they're regular listeners. And that just makes me feel really good. And we have listeners reaching out to Norway, for example, because I have a good friend out there who just wants to hear my voice apparently, but he's like, that was a really good show. Like that was a great topic. And even he's like, have you thought about this or what's the difference between Canada and Norway on this law or, you know, or whatever. And it's interesting. It's, it's, Brewing some good conversations.
1: And the other thing that we can't stress enough to people who listen to this podcast on a regular basis is that when it gets released on, uh, on Twitter, for example, make sure you retweet it out to all your buddies and pals and friends, because that's what really spreads the message faster. And that, that's the real secret to, uh, to a great podcast is getting the word out about the work that you're doing. And it's been, it's, for me, it's been fun. It's been educational and I, and I've really, really enjoyed it. And, and the other thing too, you are, I've been so pleased on, on your progression. It's been, uh, Mm. it's been fantastic. Your energy level is fantastic. And, uh, and we've had great guests. The guests have been great. And I just see this thing continuing to grow. And uh, I, I'm, I'm very, very pleased with how it's gone so far. So far, so good. And here we are, we're early into August and it's, uh, it's just humming right along.
0: I know, and it has been so much fun, and I have had a lot of great guidance from you and from Marty, and and uh, our guests have been phenomenal, and yes. nobody has ever said no, and you know, it's just uh it's just it's so much fun, and I really hope to continue to grow this and keep it going for as long as we can, and and uh, I'll do my little plea out to the government if <laughs> we come knocking. Please. Well, You've I can't been see, so helpful. I can't see
1: how they'd be disappointed with us getting a safety message out there.
0: No, so. and I can't wait to get them our grant report from this year because between the podcasts and the digital marketing and everything else, and like you said, retweeting on Twitter – Every time an episode drops for Think Bike, I put it up on our Facebook group, too, and pin it to the top for the, for the duration that it's, it's our newest episode. So our newest episode is always the top there. Share, share, share. The other thing I wanted to note that you had also taught me is we share the Transistor FM feed. Yeah, that's, our,
1: that's our host company that, that sends right. our message out to all of your candy sites.
0: But the interesting part about that is when you click on that episode on the transistor feed, there's little boxes on, on there for Apple, for Google, for Spotify. If you click directly on any one of those, you can either subscribe or follow depending on what their verbiage is. Yep. It's a free podcast. Get on it, like download, share it with people. Like there's no harm in sharing great information that come from, Good, credible sources.
1: And every time we drop a new episode, you automatically get it if you're following us. Yeah. So that's yeah. it. Hey, uh, My
0: I, phone beeps every time, see, there every you go. Wednesday, and I'm like, oh, what's up?
1: Hey, <laughs> now it's my duty to tell you that I've talked too long here and that we're running Me over. Too. So, I mean, I, I, I deserve to be punished for that. And so uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, I'll ju- I'm ready to shut up and you close it. How can people get a hold of you?
0: <laughs> well... I'm going to do the proper closing like I do with everybody else, Brandy. Okay. You hear it every time. I would like to thank you, Brand, for your time and the great information about our podcast and the awesome conversation we've had about what you learned and things that we've seen so far this year. To make sure that you don't miss out on any of our upcoming podcasts or listen to previous ones, make sure you follow or subscribe wherever you get your, your uh, uh, podcast candy. Uh-huh. I've talked too much today, too, apparently. <laughs> If there's any topic you'd like us to cover or guests you think would be great for the show, let us know. How? Well, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, where you'll also get more information on motorcycle safety and awareness, or reach out to us through our website at ab-amss.org. Always remember to ride smart, ride safe, and think bike. And hey, we'll see you out on the road.
1: The crowd loves it.
0: (laughs) Did I get a big applause? You
1: did. Yeah, they loved it.